Join the conversation in Tipperary. Contact us through Facebook, Twitter or email tiptoday at tipfm.com. Now, Jim was on and he says, I wish I was a better believer at age 72, but my dad is gone 45 years and I haven't heard a dicky bird from him since. <laughs> Jim goes on to say, if you mumbled at your concerts and people in the fifth row couldn't hear you, your following would be a bit sparse, Fran. I recently listened to a priest waffling to explain why the labourer got the same pay for one hour as the gobshite who worked for a full day. Try telling that to Murphy from Carhersivine. And uh, Jim describes himself as a doubting Jim Thomas. So I'm gathering you're, you're not that I'm a biblical scholar or anything, but I looked it up. So you're referring there to the parable of the workers in the vineyard, I, I believe. Um, but you weren't impressed anyway, uh, suffice to say. Oh, wait, three, three, double one, double three, double one. It's time to talk farming. Glad to be joined by Deputy News Editor of the Journal, Farmer's Journal, of course, Katrina Morrissey. Good morning to you, Katrina. Good morning, Fran. I tell you, they're all out today, Katrina. <laughs> they're all out today. It sounds like they are. <laughs> I was on a call before now, but it sounds like you've had an exciting half an hour. <laughs> Something like that, anyway. Uh, let's begin with that GPS tracker to clamp down on bogus slurry exports. Will you explain that to me? Yeah, so this is um, an idea that's being floated among the nitrate expert group, which is um, within the Department of Agriculture. It would include officials from the Department of Agriculture, the Department of Housing, which has a very big remit when it comes to slurry spreading in this country, Chagask and the EPA. And what they're looking at is that um, GPS trackers could be used on uh, slurry tankers to monitor when, where and how often, etc., slurry is exported from one farm to another to be spread on land. Um, it would be a very uh, tight level of oversight, um, it's, it's mm. needless to say, um, but it is one of the measures that they think might be effective in clamping down on water quality issues. And I suppose one of the main issues with water quality is the out-of-season and the unsuitable timing of slurry spreading because on a day like today, you know, waterlogged ground with more rain to come. It's absolutely not the type of day that anybody should be spreading slurry. Um, it's out of season at the minute anyway, yeah. so it is illegal currently to, to go out today. But you could have this type of day in September when the dates are okay, but actually the conditions wouldn't be. Um, so the idea seems to be that the expert group um, thinks that maybe having GPS trackers would make people a bit more honest about when, where and how they're exporting mm. their slurry from the farm and spreading but, it. But how would you police that, Katrina? Um, I'm sure they've managed to put a number. Actually, I think we have five satellites a day passing Irish farmers and taking note of their farms. So the uh, the policing of um, technology mm. like that is, is really, really advanced in the is Department it? of Agriculture. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So farmers obviously use GPS in their tractors as it stands. Um, so I would imagine it would be that you have to declare, and that is another part of it, sorry, that the farmer would declare that I am going to export the slurry onto my neighbour's farm on Monday and mm. that of course the pre-notification and the exact timing could then allow for example county councils to come out and observe that in real time um, so I've no doubt that they would be able to develop the measures to do it um, would the threat of it be enough for the, mm. um, the people who are doing that rogue slurry spreading to cop on I would hope so um, because that really shouldn't be happening in the first place. Um, and to to need to clamp down on it is not a situation where we want to be, um, but it isn't one that the department is looking at in the nitrates expert group. 
And speaking of slurry, the nitrates experts, they want a tightening of the slurry rules in general. Yeah, and that's one of them. So the GPS will be a really, you know, really severe tightening of the export rules. They're also talking about introducing a feed database. And we already have, just since September, we have a fertilizer database. The feed database would be, um, because there's an element of nitrogen in the, the animal's feed as well, mm. it would be a record of how much and what type of feed and the crude protein content of the feed that animals on the farm are getting. That would allow them to to um, to calculate and extrapolate from there what uh, nitrogen impact that would be having on the farm as a whole. And it's another layer, I suppose, of oversight. Some would say bureaucracy. Um, is it required? It really depends. Um, and these are, I suppose, this is all um, talking shop is too mild because these, this is the group that will be deciding what should go into Ireland's Nitrate Action Programme. Um, but these are all of the, I suppose, the options that they're looking about at the minute. And for example, the GPS trackers on the slurry exports, that is already in place in Holland, I think it is. Um, so it's not within, it's not outside mm. the bounds of possibility that some of these will come into play in Ireland. It's interesting, but it adds to the whole administration of a, a family farm now, doesn't it? It's, oh, yeah. there's nothing simple about farming these days, yeah. and You know, there really isn't the amount of paperwork um, the amount of expert help as well, which has, you know, it comes at a cost. Um, you know, farmers, the level of detail, the level of form filling, the level of um, laptop work required for um, farming these days is really, you know, it's so different to what it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. The changes are unbelievable and farmers need professional help in some cases to do that. So, um, you know, the Chagask office in Clonmel or private agricultural consultants um, all have to be paid. So not only does it add to the time, the paperwork, but also adds to the cost to comply with all of these rules as well. I was taken by the dairy sector being worth over 17 billion, Katrina, to mm. the Irish economy. And that contrast with tourism, for example, that's worth 10 billion. That's... Yeah, that's right. I suppose um, the dairy sector and farming in general, it's a very disparate sector. So it's spread out, you know, it's not one big factory in the parish or on the edge of the town. So do we do we give it enough um, heed? I suppose maybe not. So what the Dairy Industry Ireland set out to do was put a figure on what the sector is worth overall to the economy. And they enlisted Ernst & Young to um, do the analysis. And it found, as you say, $17.6 billion was the value of the dairy sector to the Irish economy last year. And that is almost twice what the tourism industry was worth last year. That's about $10 billion. Um, and in the case of Tipperary, dairy is really, really important to the county. It's the second highest county in the country as regards it, you know, the value of mm. dairy to it. So it's over $2 billion in County Tipperary. Cork is the highest at over $4 billion. And then you have the surrounding counties of you know, Kerry, Kilkenny, Limerick. They're all about a billion each. Um, so it's a huge... Uh, you know, it's a huge economic driver and you know, we hear about the multinationals and what they bring, mm. but actually farmers and their their associated businesses like the feed merchants and farmer leaf fencing, you know, everybody who's involved in it actually plays a very, very big role. Um, so you can talk about the Googles and the Facebooks, but the farmer down the road is part of a big network as well that's generating a lot of value for the economy. Yeah, it adds to that conversation, though, that any tinkering with that in terms of cutting back on yeah. the herd or whatever, the mm -hmm. overall effect of that on the economy could be 
very large, couldn't it? It could. And I suppose that's the part of the conversation that maybe has been missing until now. And the focus has been purely on the environment and the carbon reduction emissions and, you know, the way to do mm. that being potentially to reduce cow numbers. Um, and that's all appropriate to have that conversation. But it's equally important to have the conversation about, OK, if we are going to reduce by 5%, 5 cows, whatever the metric is, what will that do to the national economy, the local economy, the individual farm finances? You know, so you can't have, I don't think you can have that conversation in isolation from the other. Yeah, it's a very powerful figure, though. I mean, I was totally, uh, I'm sure you weren't uh, t- as taken aback by it as I was. But I mean, the comparison to tourism is very, very interesting there. Yeah, know. and 54,000 jobs as well, Fran. You know, they're they're not all farmers. They are people who are working in Mitchellstown. Mm. They're people who are working in, in Bellevue. They're people who are working in Ballyragget. You know, they're people mm. who are working in, in the dairy processing industry. Um, so it's not to be sniffed at. And as I say, I just think it's really important that the economic impact, and it, and the same at a European level, there's often, you know, would you call them philosophical conversations about what we should do, the Green Deal, but it's rarely done in the light of an economic impact assessment, and that's what's needed. It's very interesting indeed. The basic income, uh, income support for sustainability, uh, there's payments there, Katrina. Yep, that's right. So this is the um, the annual uh, check of the post, some people will yeah. call it. It's been massively reduced in recent years. It's got a new name this year because we're in a new um, common agricultural uh, policy and it is €450 million going out to farmers, uh, 100,000 farmers. When you divide that between them, it's worth about 4300 per farmer. Um, they then have to, in this new cap, have to uh, get into other schemes to get the rest of their original money. So the, the check in the post is being eroded away every year and every cap cycle bringing everybody in this country to closer to an average payment. It used to be very um, wide ranging. So depending on what your production system was in the reference years, which are now over 20 years ago, um, you might get a different uh, check in the post to your neighbour Gradually, everybody in Ireland is coming to an average figure and that whittling away is being done every year. So this year, it's, it's 4,300 an average to the 103,000 farmers. So it'll be a welcome check of the post, needless to say. This is the time of year that farmers sure. line up a lot of their bills to be paid. So uh, this is the week and the month that the contractors will get paid. It's when the um, the running bill in the co-op gets paid for feed or fertiliser it's the time of year when um, all of those, uh, I suppose, running costs of a farm usually get settled. A lot of farmers will have, say, machinery repayments timed for this part of the year. Um, so it's an essential part of the, uh, the the financial running of any farm. So it will be welcome. I'm sure it will indeed. And before I let you go, I was talking to uh, Pat Murphy earlier on, and he said that the conversation around the NCT for tractors is coming up again, Katrina. Are you aware of that? to say it, I suppose about five years ago originally, mm. I think it was 2018, um, and there was talk of going to be testing for all tractors. At that time, they limited it to, uh, you've caught me on the hop, but I think it was the tractors, road, what, road what we would tractors, call the high-speed yes. tractors. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah, they'd be over 40k or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there is talk now that it might be coming in for, for the lower ones, um, 
you know, tractors should be roadworthy, needless to say, but the fear among farmers will be, will be that this is another um, well, cost, bureaucratic and well. cost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no testing ever seems to come for free. So it'll be interesting to see how it played out. There was a lot of farmers very much opposed to it in 2018, mm. and I'm sure there'll be a strong opposition to it. Well, with the way um, NCT is working up for the rest of us, Katrina, I can only imagine the chaos that would, would be there. Well, I'd say we could be looking at about 2030 <laughs> by the time the tractors get tested. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Katrina, always good to talk to you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Bye-bye. Bye. You know, that's uh, Katrina Morrissey, who's deputy news editor for the Farmers Journal. Of course, the journal is on your shelves right now. News and information is coming up. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.